Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Adam got it. Possibility. Alison, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm good. Hi, Adam. I'm really happy to be here with you. We oh, made you it. Yeah, it yeah, happened. we made it. We're here. We're here. It's all set up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And 
what I'll do, you know, before we kind of get into it, I'll just kind of go through a bit about your bio and who you are. So you are a master mind-body energy healer, author, in India trained YA, KHT 200 yoga meditation teacher, spoken and you've spoken and taught around the world. You're an award-winning author. You've written four different books. What if, and the first book is, what if there's nothing wrong? Uh, the second book is an international bestseller, also Vibrational Upgrade, A Conspiracy Bliss. A third conspiracy book. Oh, your bliss. That's the one. And then Reasonable <laughs> Dragons is the third one. And then The Dragon Master, is it Creative? Creatrix. Creatrix. So I, so I can't even read my own handwriting. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's really interesting about, you know, the work that you do. And like, how would you say you kind of got into this and, you know, where do you want to start with it? Um, I, it was just a natural flow, really. Uh, my mom kind of observed me through my life, obviously, as moms so lovingly do. And we were close and around like age 13, she's like, Allison, you have this ability with pe understanding people. You might want to go into psychology. And I did as my first major in college. And after three semesters, I was horrified because you know, they were focusing on using hard science. They were trying to prove themselves as a hard science at the time psychology was and focused on using it for capitalistic gains, like in human resources. It just wasn't about answering the question, how do we be the happiest, most thriving versions of ourselves, which is what I've been basically doing my whole life. And so this, all that I created is, has come in as an answer. How do we be the happiest, most thriving versions of ourselves? Yeah, I think that's really interesting because like you said, you fell into the world of psychology and, you know, connecting with people, interested in people, but you kind of saw like more of like a deeper side to it, if that makes sense. It's not just about statistics and, you know, capitalistic side of things. There's more to, you know, human beings, human life, energy, things like that. Yeah, uh, you could say I, 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 I perceived the holistic. I perceived what the Western model was missing. Um, and, you know, God bless the field, it's grown. That was my experience in the early 90s. And then the field in America of psychology brought in something called positive psychology, a branch of it. So, I mean, that's interesting. They brought it in, I think, in the early 2000s. But yeah, I mean, I, I went over to Asia for the decade and lived there to study at the source of who understands the holistic model and primarily consciousness so the meditation aspect and the yoga aspect and then energy medicine which i got from both the traditional chinese and the indians so yeah um it's incomplete when we focus on just the physical so my la my last year in taiwan i was teaching i'd go to the gym and then i'd go after that all to a traditional taiwanese tea house and I started writing what I thought at the time was going to be my dissertation and it became my PhD and it became instead my first book, what if there's nothing wrong? And in it, I go through the comparison of what I had felt while I was still even immersed in the uh, Asian culture and really saw as I looked at the West in contrast and how I've been born and raised. And I had already traveled and lived in uh, Greece for a while, lived in Israel for a while, lived, have been in England, had backpacked throughout Western Europe and some of the Middle East 
and lived in Venezuela. So, I mean, I wasn't just coming like a newbie first time out of the country when I went over there. Um, so I really found myself observing, man, we would have so much more thriving in the West if we not only understood the science behind how energy works, subtle energy works, and how our consciousness works, but valued it instead of focusing so much more on the physical. Because in the West, I mean, it, alchemy went underground into the secret societies around like when church and state came out, you know? And, and so we have not focused on the subtle energies in the West in a way that has been a part of our organization of our, our medicine, of our schools, education system, of our finances. Whereas like when you're interacting over there, you can see the values of understanding and appreciating what's invisible in like even everyday interactions with people. Like there's much more focus on, they actually understand that the physical is secondary to the invisible. So I came back with that mission of man, Let's get more thriving going on over here in the West. And that's what I've been doing since I came back in 2010. No, I love that. And I think like, you know, it's very true what you said, like the East is, you know, like over in India and, you know, different countries over that way. It's very kind of different over here in the West, isn't it? I think like you said, we're very kind of caught up in, you know, go, go, go. Here's a pill for your problem kind of thing. Whereas I think like over there, they, kind of deal with things completely differently and yeah. they stay us they see you know spirituality energy and you know the, the body in a different element if that makes sense i think it is kind of pushing and leaning over to the west but i think you know more so where we you know where it originates if that, if that makes sense like in india and you you know you was in india for like 10 years like do you think that like that experience changed you like being in, in, in India learning? Yeah, never be the same. I was in, I was in Taiwan. I was teaching in an international school uh, and I was in Taiwan for the decade. I was only in India for um, my yoga teacher training, which was a month long intensive. But during my Chinese new year breaks between semesters, I traveled all throughout Southeast Asia, all throughout. I kept going back to Thailand, but even when I was on break, um, I did travel to all throughout Southeast Asia, but Thailand was like the best. So I just kept going back. I even had friends who were like trying out the new beaches as they were opening in Vietnam and they like cut their, not to say anything bad about the beaches in Vietnam, but at that time they were just starting to open to tourism and Thailand just has such a smooth system for tourism. So they like cut their vacation short and came and joined me in Thailand. Somebody did that in, from India too. So um, what am I saying that for though? In uh, traveling all throughout there, like I had gone over there already as a meditator and meditation teacher, and I was already running energy medicine and holistic health and wellness sessions alongside my classroom teaching and administrative career. And I just wanted something more. I wanted more adventure. I wanted more ease with abundance, which I did. I increased my net cash flow by 60% by becoming an international teacher um, as opposed to a local public school teacher. I'm not okay with struggle. I mean, if you look at the subtitle of my second book, Vibrational Upgrade, A Conspiracy for Your Bliss, with the other subtitle of Easing Humanity's Evolutionary Transition, um, I see our systems designed by the divine, our subtle energy system, our chakras, the way our consciousness works, as once we've done enough clearing work on our more 
surface level self, our personality-based self, or the ego mind, as it's called in meditation in Buddhism, there, and we get our systems running the chi or the prana or the vital life force energy more in flow, we have much more ease. The kind of forcing and making stuff happen that we do in the West that gets us so stressed if we, this is part of the reason why I say what I say, if we understood how subtle energy works and how our consciousness affects it, there wouldn't need to be so much action taken, pushing, forcing, and efforting, and stress, and burnout, and then the degradation of the physical body. So there's just a design to our system that, for me, reeks of the this this divine plan of love, unconditional love being at the core of it all and bliss and joy being at the core of it all. And I know when somebody's in the midst of struggling, it's hard to get there. It's hard to believe this is this world we live in right now, this chaotic world with stuff happening all the time, unexpectedly in just the divisiveness. You're telling me that there's love behind all of this? No where we're seeing the divisiveness, where we're seeing all of the struggle, that's humans' minds creating it and having made choices based on their beliefs that they both hear, but don't ever hear, right? So behind the, when you get more clear of our conditioning, our imprints from our parents, our past life karma and contracts and traumas, and we are actually more aligned with our higher selves, as we call it in yoga, our choices are different and we don't create as much struggle, whether it's in our own personal lives within us and then our family unit and then our community and then more and more and more of us doing that so that more and more of our society elements get aligned. That's where we're moving into 2012 to 2032 are considered humanity's greatest evolutionary leap. When I got back, Adam and listeners in 2011, um, I could stop talking right now and see if you have any questions before I dive into that, if you want. I just want to talk about how I understand we are in the most intense times from 2012 to 2032, and I feel like it helped people. But do you have a question before I do? No, it's fine. Yeah, you, you, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I go back like around 2011, um, Voice America asked me to do a, a weekly podcast on the Mayan Galactic Alignment of December 21st, 2012. And I wasn't doing anything in my business facing the public. I was taking people, clients of mine on private VIP retreats because I live on the West Coast of Florida. Gulf of Mexico is right here. And then the Yucatan is right there with a lot of the Mayan ruins that have already been excavated and covered. So I was intrigued that they found me and offered this to me. And so I said, give me 48 hours. Let me listen to my intuition, see if I want to do this. And I did. And so I did weekly interviews with a lot of experts about what December 21st, 2012 meant. So for the Mayans, um, it's when I went later, like in 2019, taking another client on a VIP retreat to another Mayan ruin outside of Mexico City, I asked our guide, I said, hey, um, what do you make of what 2012 was about? And he said, well, the old era was of destruction and the new era is of construction. Uh, Yogi Bhajan, there's a thing called yugas in the yogic world. And we in 2012 went from one yuga or era, which is what yuga means to a new era, 
astrologers, professional astrologers understand that 2012 was the division between the age of Pisces and into now the age of Aquarius. So there's been people historically too, that have predicted 2012 was going to be a big year. And what it means is like the old way we're used to life showing up has gone. And from 2012 to right about now, we have been seeing cleansing and purging of anything that isn't aligned in that way I talked about before, where there's abuse of power, where there's lies, where there's um, uh, basically misalignment with the divine, with, I don't mean necessarily only God, I mean, with the heart, with what's true, with what's light. So we've been seeing like the Black Lives Matter movement, the Me Too movement, protests in countries that don't typically have people marching in the streets like Chile since 2012. Increasingly, people have had crises hit in their lives. And I've had so many people coming into me since even 2011 with multiple crises. They lose somebody they love. They lose a job. There's divorce. There's a health challenge, like just getting kneeled. And what I understand from the mountaintop or biggest perspective possible is, and from my background as a meditation and yoga teacher, is that we are meant to be living from beyond our ego mind, the part of us whose thoughts we hear that's attached to our personality, almost surface level self. And we are meant to be accessing the rest of our potential. And if you won't look beyond that level, here are crises to kind of crash your ego in your habitual way of looking at life and your everyday status quo to get you to that place. Because 85% of our choices every day are made from thoughts we don't even hear. It's from the unconscious and subconscious. You know how like when you're driving, you say, put the car in reverse, put the car in drive, and you don't do it anymore? Because when we learn stuff, it goes back there. So the thoughts that we hear, I consider it's more like 95% of people's daily choices are made from thoughts they don't even hear. So implying we're living in a robotic repeat of the past without mindfulness and presence to make new choices. And we have blinders on and we don't perceive what we've not yet lived or seen or heard of. So we just kind of keep repeating what's familiar and we're not meant to be doing that anymore as we construct this new era, we're meant to be opening up to new possibilities. And I feel, and so people can get caught up in the crises that are happening right now, but they're really openings to the new. If you take a bigger perspective, even the Chinese character for crisis has both opportunity and like difficulty in it. So it's implying that there's opportunity in obviously. And so I see like there's the field of the Tao that we talk about, I'm also a Qigong teacher. And I know that when working with clearing the chakras, they develop vortices in each of them as they spin, chakra means wheel. And it creates a stronger field. Our, each of us have fields around us, right? You can feel somebody maybe when they walk into a room without them having had said anything. And so that's an example of what we're talking about. And so we use the, these fields communicate with all of the consciousness that's around us, trees, rocks, and those of you who work with the law of attraction, the stronger your field is, the clearer your chakras are, the more your chi runs throughout your system, the more powerfully you're gonna work successfully the law of attraction. I have renamed 
it, the law, the field of unlimited possibilities, because we are living in cutting edge times right now. And the work I do is about exploring what else is becoming possible now, what else is becoming possible now with the people who work with me. I think it's, I think it's, um, good listening, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, um, been doing this a while. Um, but no, it's, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very true what you, what you said, and I agree with you. And I think like in the past, you know, say 2012 to now, there's been a lot of shifts, a lot of changes, and, yeah. you know, we're not really born to kind of stay in the same place we're constantly evolving and shifting and what you know you said is you know is it the main calendar and you know these terms of we're kind of in these sequences of growth and you know spiritually as people and you know 20 I think 2020 was a significant shift for a lot of people you know I think it made me like you said you saw about like, you know people kind of shifting and, and, and changing if that makes sense and their focus and I think that was probably a key element where I shifted a lot in that that period and made me reassess you know where I want to go but I think like you said there's so much information there's so much kind of stress and pressure that we're not really designed to kind of be dealing with if you think about you know where we came from as human beings and you know a lot of this material kind of structure and society and all these different things that are happening out of our control we're not really designed for that and you know, through, you know, meditation and yoga and you, you mentioned like, you know, your chi and your chakras by kind of having those aligned by the sounds of it enables you to kind of think more clearly and be healthier as a person. Because I think like through life and like you said, like energy frequencies, if you're around certain things that you don't necessarily enjoy, people, situations or whatever it is, yeah. that's going to kind of create a fog in how you see yourself in the world and you mentioned as well like belief systems and people and their background and i i work in the field of like mental health and people and like you was talking about like people's uh families and upbringing and i see it in, on a daily basis or hear it on a daily basis people saying i'm not i can't do xyz because of this experience and i think a lot of people have negative experiences and it kind of is like it puts a corrupted file in their system but i mean yeah. Great way can, yeah and you can you can work through that but i think like the way the west is heavily the way the, the west is heavily the kind of direct directed is you know kind of work 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 go 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 and by the sounds of it the other part of the world like in india is you know kind of assess the you know work on these things well i think like i think over in the west we're kind of we kind of people kind of sometimes get to that point once they're already kind of broken and burnt out and then they kind of think okay well i need to work on xyz so one of the other things i have been saying uh, as increasingly i was reaching more and more uh, of the public and was in front of the public more and more and more people is um what if we didn't need struggle in order to grow and evolve? What if we didn't need crisis in order to grow and evolve? What if people proactively chose to expand? So 
I know like there's been, you said something that I want to just, I have seen, I want to speak to it. I have seen since like in 2011, 2014-ish, 20, end of it 16-ish, and then 2019-ish towards the end, um, there have been different stages of people awakening. Are you still there, Adam? I'm still here. I tried to let the cat in. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm so I'm sorry. After, it's okay. I'm looking after my friend's cat. Yeah. I'm, I'm listening. Cat? Yeah, you might see actually. Oh, you got a full black cat. Wow. Yeah, I'm just looking after my, my friend's cat. So I'm Adam, listening. I'm, I'm, thank you for saying that. Um, I have animals a lot of the time sit right on the computer of a person when I'm working with them. They tend to gravitate towards the energy that I have. Um, I had one client who I couldn't usually see her face um, except a little bit over her cat's ear because it would come right up. <laughs> so there's been different waves of people awakening and, oh, look at you have some white. What's its name? It's, um, yeah, it's my friend's cat. It's called Stormzy. It's got, um, Stormzy? It's got, it's got like a white face. You can kind of, I've got my, 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 uh, background filter on it so you probably can't see it but uh when it was right in front of me when it's right next to you i can see stormzy yeah, yeah. it's funny but you, i love that you work in in mental health and and, and i know that um i want to say that the it's not a matter of going on youtube and when somebody listens is listening to us now and and, and like just running like a chakra clearing of music or a crystal bowl that works on like the heart chakra. I'm talking about like understanding that each chakra covers a bunch of aspects of life and it connects to unconscious beliefs or subconscious traumas. And when I go in and clear that trauma with energy medicine, I, so I got trained in five different energy medicine modalities and then I've blended them along with my yoga and meditation background to be vibrational upgrade system. And so that I use nowadays and teach others. And so when I'm clearing a trauma from someone, which does clear it, depending on like what the trauma was about, whether it was sexual abuse or it was abandonment, it goes, it relates to a, a different chakra. So that wheel, that chakra in that part of the body will then turn and flush more life force now because it's no longer as blocked because we got to one of the blockages, the trauma, the trauma, for example. And so the physical body, the organs and the glands for the hormonal system and the central nervous system will be healthier. So you were right on when you said it leads to not only, you know, more positivity, I'm paraphrasing you, but it also more physical health too. So I feel like approaching life from understanding, like we're in a time now that's based on quantum physics. So there's sudden jumps and quirks. It used to be Newtonian physics. And that's what's one of the things that's shifted in this time. <laughs> I don't know if everybody's just listening and not watching. His face is getting massaged by the cat's tail. <laughs> that was yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? A totally big long tail. Funny. It's almost like she's caressing your your yeah. cheek. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm listening to what you're saying. Like it's um trauma it's... can be cleared. And and we believe it's it's solid in the West. We believe it's it's real and we make our we make our thoughts real. And that's why I in part also left the psych major because it's talk therapy you keep talking about the same problem what it does is 
energy, everything is energy at the subatomic level. And if we repeat a thought over and over and over again, not if we have it one time, you guys don't worry, not if you have it 10 times, but if you repeat it over and over again, or it's something that's laden with heavy emotions in a moment that's really strong, like the death of somebody, that will collapse the wave into a particle. And that's how something becomes physicalized. So if we keep repeating our story, then we're making it more solid and harder to clear. It's meant to just be more fluid and you grow from it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, um, you know, the thing you're talking about and, you know, the law of attraction and thoughts, like there's that quote, isn't there? I don't know who said it, like, you know, thoughts become things because, yeah, you know, you think about, you know, law of attraction and how we kind of work as people, you know, it's, it's very like, <laughs> we're like you know it, how our thoughts and our energy kind of bind you know kind of bind together you know with our actions and you see people and the way they think they might think negatively about themselves or they might have yeah. a certain view on things and it's like well that's that's what you're drawing to your reality if that's how yeah. you think or feel about yourself you will become that you know you will draw that into your experience based on you know the way you think and your beliefs and I think it's not kind of spoken about enough in some sectors I think you know it's only until I think you kind of become an adult almost that you kind of start realizing these things and people I think are talking about it much more and more but like what you said with you know energy and the body people I think or what I've you know kind of found is people kind of hold they can hold their emotions in their body and then that kind of can cause other problems trauma gets held in the body when we get a when we have a traumatizing event we can um we it has to go to the subconscious because our conscious mind it's traumatizing it can't feel it the it's it's i could go into so many different directions here with what you just said um but didn't you feel magical as a kid like weren't you able to kind of like manifest what you wanted as a kid yeah I mean I was you know my my upbringing was very very good you know fortunately I you know I my mom I remember my mom cleaning like a a warehouse and there was this long kind of boardroom with a table and there was this chair, this big kind of director's chair in the center. Mm-hmm. And my mom basically said, you know, you won't have to do this kind of job. You know, you'll be one of those people who sat in that chair kind of thing. You, 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 yeah. you know, and I think, you know, my mom's a psychotherapist now and stuff like that. But, you know, people do certain. Yeah. So she's gone on and done that. But people do certain roles for the time being, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But really? I've always kind of been told that the world's your oyster kind of thing, you know, life's what what you make it. And I think that's how things should be. But, you know, I, you know, you're talking about trauma. I kind of had trauma in my, I don't know if you read my bio or you, but I, I've had PTSD in the past from an accident when I was like 13. So I kind of, you know, when you talk about trauma, I understand what it's like because I've had that myself and how that feels. But I think when you've had trauma and you've worked through it, you can kind of, it make it makes sense. And I think you see people who 
sometimes they've had things happen and they think there's no way out, but there is, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's why I was just saying what I was saying before. It's not, it's not real. It's not solid. Um, oh, that's fantastic. I, is this a Liverpoolian accent? I, I have a dad from Liverpool, but I, I'm from Nottingham. So I'm from the part of the Midlands. Nottingham. That's where I'm from originally. Wow. It sounds more Liverpoolian than Nottingham. I'm not that good, but, but I'm, I'm somewhat. Yeah. I'm there a lot. It's probably part of my dad coming through. You want me? <laughs> That's cool. Um, That's cool. But yeah, it's it's interesting with, you know, with energy. And I think like, you know, before we start recording, you mentioned like the Queen and how the Queen's death is kind of, you know, kind of rippled throughout the world, I think. Like, what do you think about this situation and how people's energy is being affected? Okay, so everything's coming into a rebalancing and that's like the, the divine feminine and the divine masculine. So like taking an action and no, having no still time to listen to your body, your heart, your, your guidance, going out in nature, just being with yourself and having room to expand, that's all the, the yin like the yin yang, that um, Taoist philosophy, that is what acupuncture, qigong, everything comes from in the Chinese culture. The yin yang, the yin is black and the color black, like the womb, and that's the feminine. And the yang is the white, and that's more the action orientation, the outward stuff. Are you all of a sudden not able to hear me? Because my mic's been, no, I haven't done No, no, I'm pointing to the, is that you mean? Oh, you know, you, know, you yeah. have that on? Yeah. I wear it, yeah. Oh, brilliant. You're on about this, you're talking about- Totally on about okay, that. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's, look at it. I mean, it's rebalancing. And then us, like the spiritual and the material is rebalancing. So I find I have a lot of people coming in who've been really loving, soft, kind, compassionate people, rejecting money, saying money is the root of all evil or those kinds of beliefs and they live more up in their heads or they connect with the angels. They do a lot of like stuff focused on the spiritual, but they don't let themselves ground down into the physical for a variety of reasons. I've spent the years clearing. Um, and then there's the really materialistic people that haven't yet really tapped into their spiritual spirituality that have come to work with me because in these spiritual awakening times, which is what 2012 to 2032 is about, they're awakening spiritually. They're becoming more sensitive, people, you know how more people are, are focusing on food allergies or skin and the skin has more issues. Oh, that's opening to the sensing to the energy as we're in these spiritual awakening times. So the physical and the spiritual is rebalancing, but people haven't understood like what's happening. And so in this rebalancing, the queen's death is an interesting timing as we're in the year that starts us on the next 10. We're halfway through 2012 to 2032. And now I perceive it's the building time where it's starting to make choices individually and collectively to organize our societies in a new and different way that is aligned and that is balanced. And there's a lot of old beliefs that it's still collected in the collective psyche that need to get 
burned up. Like I was just even a friend sent me something about the currency and when it's going to change. And somebody put something on Facebook about it changing by the September 30th. I can't imagine that's the case that the twenties and fifties with the queen's face isn't going to be accepted after three weeks from now or two weeks from now. That's just, I've heard nothing official on the news um, from an official governmental source. And so I was scrolling down, looking at people's reactions and responses and jokes and then even when I posted something and I don't normally go personal, like with my, I'm a, you know, I'm a leader, a thought, new thought leader and a, and a teacher and a, an energy medicine professional, but I'm not, I'm, I'm out there so exposed enough online. I don't want to like go that much more personal, <laughs> but I, I, yeah. I mean, if I had my way, I wouldn't be out there so much public facing, talking so much. Um, so I did a video and posted on my YouTube channel about the queen, which got personal. And I find that, you know, I remember riding on the tube going into, uh, from Heathrow into London and, and reading about the law that was made. And I'm not sure if it was UK wide or just England where all corporate, all CEOs by a certain year had 50% of them had to be female. Your television, and I, I love Gogglebox, man the show i love goggle box it lets me learn so much when i'm there <laughs> yeah so, it's funny isn't it um so uh I, what was i saying i'm getting distracted by goggle box because i leave for there next you, Tuesday. you you said um you had like a realization on the uh 50 of people being female in businesses or something like that thank you, you yeah there's more women on tv that are older like we it's almost like in the states we cut people off after 30, 35, um, like we don't wanna be looking at them. Like we have a real ageism thing here. And it's also, I remember I was going for, they were looking for new, I'm not gonna talk about what channel it is, but it's one from the States and some major television channel. And they were looking for cable. They were looking for new show hosts and um, blah, 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 blah. I gave, I sent in a video and I don't really care. There's no resentment here, but I was interested in, I had a client who worked in New York City. She ran a um, tour group, a tour company. One of her tour guides was also on this channel as an actress and also giving expert opinion on when it was something that she's an expert in. And I asked her to ask why there's all male hosts on the show, on the shows. And um, she's found out from working within the channel, the network that it's actually channel. It's uh, men are considered to carry authority automatically. So we haven't had a female president yet. You have had three female prime ministers now and you have had how many Queens? And we, and, and some of the strongest, uh, I don't know, like five-ish, maybe more. Um, um, my my history isn't great. <laughs> And I was hearing a broadcaster during these times say something about like the greatest, some of the greatest reigns are under queens. All I'm saying is, is obvious. Um, it's different living in the States and we're so voice for us. You know, we give our opinions readily coming from America, God bless us, which is, you know, both good and bad. And we had a strong feminist movement. You'd think we would have had a female head of state by now. I mean, there's countries like Malaysia, you know, there's countries you would not expect to have had elected a female head of state that have, and the United States of America still hasn't. So the queen, 
has had an influence that's been subtle, like the amount of women in authority in on TV and as broadcasters and not needing to be of a perfect shape. It's different in the state than in the States. And I feel like there's a love of um, the light, a love of just smiles and, 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 and connecting over the light and our commonality, unity which is one of the main aspects of the new era we're moving into. So we're, there's a healing response. You know how like when you get a fever, it has to peak before it breaks? Did you have a lot of acne as a kid? Never had acne. I mean, yeah. I yeah. I had COVID back in January. So I mean, I can kind of relate to like, you know, fevers and it kind of like builds up and then shuts down. Yeah, yeah. So in the same way with natural healing, something as it's, getting cleared sometimes can get worse before it gets better. Like a zit needs to, I didn't have acne either as a kid, but like, I do remember one zit and it had to be until it was at the peak before it could get popped. And I, you know, we see people with scars from that. So the natural healing uh, way is this. And so the divisiveness we've been seeing in your politics and in ours, it's, peaking, I think, before it breaks into unity. And if you look at who's stepping onto the throne now, this man has been talking for decades about some of the stuff that's been out of alignment. And he's been ahead of his time. So I just am curious about the timing of her passing. And from what I know about 2012 to 2032, and I'm just also, as a woman, ridiculously grateful to the queen. And I love her smile. She'd light up, you know, I mean, it just looking at somebody who is so pure of dedication and, and we could say there are times she wasn't, I'm not making her out to be perfect, but just so purely dedicated over and over again to serving. That's hard. <laughs> day in and day out. Yeah, I think, I think like you said, there's an element of service and serving that you know she did and you know the people behind her supporting her and the level of dedication to that you know day in day out and it's almost like taking an oath isn't it you know she yeah you know you got to follow suit haven't you if that's part of your family and heritage and you're passing it's being you know she's carried that baton for so long and you know kept on going and going and going and yeah it's very admirable it's very admirable isn't it and you know she even um greets the new prime minister in and she might have seen that as like a completion moment you know like yeah. i don't know it's like an ending and a new beginning isn't it and you don't know yeah how, you know only only she knew how how she was processing things at that time but apparently you know she knew her politics very, very well, like more than anyone. And I think Boris Johnson said that he was the former PM. He said, you know, he never met the person like it. She, she was very aware of what's go going on. And someone told me that if she was going to a town, she would know, you know, kind of everything about the town or whatever. She would know who's in charge, what's going on, the events, the history. I suppose you've got to, haven't you? If you, you're in charge of the country you need to know the ins and outs but i mean it's very you know admirable of what what she did and i think it's 
had a, had much an impact on people, especially people in the armed services who've you know gone to war and fought for the country. I've I've got friends who are veterans who are you know very upset, you know, because they they serve for the queen and the country. So, and and, and my relatives and my family they're upset because they've grown up with you know with the queen in their lives and felt people have felt like they've had this or we have, they've had this relationship with her even though might not personally know her yeah she's impacted people's spirit from all around the world yeah and it's part of that unspoken thing i also have been saying particularly when i came back fresher from asia um we tend to take that which is invisible for granted so that's energy that's love and, and her presence. And I think it's gonna become increasingly obvious, this, I'm gonna say the space she's been holding that we haven't even been aware of consciously. And if you look at the work I do, it's about flushing what I've called, have come to call the back of the house consciousness. So we have more access to more consciousness to become more mindful, more present, see new possibilities, make the highest choice possible and have more awareness. And so I feel like her presence has been this, at times not silent, but the impact it's been, like I heard stories, people, I've had it on nonstop um, since I was actually a friend of mine over in Asia said, hey, her doctor's just announced she's gravely ill. And I've been tuned in ever since that doctor's announcement. Um, it's been, it's, it's been, the only other person I could think of would be the Dalai Lama that would cattle. And I don't even know if it would be to the same extent because he doesn't, he doesn't have the same head of state responsibilities. It's, a, it's phenomenal. And, and I feel like the reactions people are having like that are non-royalists and saying like, I didn't expect myself to even have a reaction and they're sad. Yeah, it's... Um, a time full and ripe for change. And I know she was 96 and everybody knew it was inevitable, obviously, um, but there's still the element of shock to deal with. And so one of the things that helps with shock is if you go outside and get your bare feet on the ground or you get your back up against a tree or you walk in nature or even like hold a rock in your hand just get you on the material plane so you can come out of like where shock can take you so you can get back in your body. You could also even touch like your wrist, touch your elbow, touch your tops of your thighs, like touch your body. Um, dance if you are able to make love if you're able to like be in your body, do something that will keep you connected to your body during this time because um, shocked in trauma tends to take us out of our our bodies yeah no definitely i think it's it's that shock isn't it that can kind of have a ripple effect on people and you know like for example the queen's death you know other things that happen in people's lives i think like you said it's really important we stay in our bodies stay you know try and stay grounded and you know the best we can by you know doing the things you mentioned um and I think it's, I think it's something that we're more aware of. I think, you know, I work for, you know, a corporate company and, you know, a lot of them, I mean, I work as a health and wellbeing coach for this, for this company in the UK and 
it's always kind of talked about you know look after your health and well-being do xyz things i think it's kind of kind of coming more into the west i think especially in corporate companies because i think they realize if we're not doing things for ourselves and we can't do the job that we got to do or show up the best we can adam interact i need to interrupt you here yeah look at what you just said and look at why i said i left the psych field because so much it was focused on proving itself as a hard science so it, be, it could be considered something to value, hard science, and it's capitalistic application. What you just said was corporations are realizing we will work harder, produce more. Yeah. If that's the motivation that they need to use to get them to start like having better insurance that includes holistic treatments and looks after the mental health, Okay, I'll accept it. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it costs companies, you know, lots of money to hire new people because if they're burnt out and they're stressed and everything else. Oh, I get the capitalist, I get the financial. But, 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 you know, like in general, people, I think, you know, need to look after their energy. But I think some people, what I've noticed, you know, that they, they're not aware of it. Yeah. You know, and I think in the West, it's not something that is taught to us. I think like, unless you pay yeah. for a course or you get involved in that, that thing, you know, it might be someone introducing you into yoga or personal development. But, um, you know, I think the work that you do and what you're doing is, very positive and creating a positive impact because people you know will take a lot of value from your work and you know the books that you have written and that's what it's about isn't it it's doing something that you have a passion for and enjoy and trying to put that out there for the people to take something you know something away from that for those who are desiring it or requiring it yeah yeah I mean, it, it, it's so much about, I just had a conversation with my, one of my younger brothers and uh, he, it's just, there's a difference between a J-O-B and something that really lights you up. And that's another thing that's coming back into balance as part of the spirituality and materialism balancing where you're, and it's part of why I say our systems are designed as a conspiracy for our bliss. Cause I could go into something more specific about the third chakra, but we have, a body, I'll never forget this. There was a guy, 60s, on my table as a client within the first couple of years when I got back from Asia. And he was on his back and I had just finished treating, nah, he was on his belly and I had just finished the treatment. I was at his toes. And I just realized, so he was busy in a, a, the business world and having had some guilt over some of the compromises to his integrity that he had made. Um, and his heart was having physical issues. And I just realized how important, like we know the heart is about circulation physically, the pump that it is. But as far as like meta physically, beyond the physical, Metaphysically, that heart chakra is also the house for our spirit. And what if something makes us feel lighter, 
it's, we're meant to be listening to that. The Chinese and the Hindus behind yoga and behind the Chinese culture, both have said in ancient wisdom from 5,000 years ago, they believe the heart chakra has the spirit. That's where the spirit resides. So if we get lighter about a choice, that's actually intuitive guidance, information from our, our spirit. Do more of that. So the ju more juice we have for life, like the queen and the juice we have and the love we have for what we do, the longer this is gonna last, this physical body and the healthier we're gonna be and it's gonna build on itself. There's a thing about momentum and I, I've really been focusing on that recently. In fact, I just launched this whole huge new project around like how we build momentum in a ha and get a habit, something habituated and then how we break that to get a new mat momentum started. When something gains momentum, it's like, you know, the train going down hill. You want to catch it before it starts or as it's just starting before it picks up speed. Um, the tools from 5,000 years ago, meditation help for sure. And, and that's what I'm focused on is the redirect. So if you find yourself going into like negative worry or fear, there's, if we were to clear the back of the house consciousness and get you lighter, you would have more predisposition for yourself to have lighter thoughts. There's an overall texture to the mind. And so the more you clear, the lighter you are, the more likely you're gonna have in, in more easier time you're gonna have following the thoughts that build momentum towards that lightness. So there's something like this. <laughs> there's like the rubber band you can wear that you can flick. There's, yeah. you know, there's those bring your, bringing yourself back into the moment and interrupting that thought that you do hear that isn't positive or helpful. My first book's title, What If There's Nothing Wrong? You could mm. talk back to your mind. It's a tool in Tibetan Buddhism. It's a tool in Western cognitive behavioral psychology. Question your mind. Wait, what if there's nothing wrong here? And then the redirect, which is a meditation term to get on a new path, to establish a new momentum is, okay, how, 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 okay, I hear you mind, you're, you're complaining, but what if there's nothing wrong here? How does it get any better than this? What else is possible? Because a question invites the subtle forms, forces around us in to help with actually answering it. Because mm. nature abhors a vacuum. No, yes, I, I, I agree I think you know like it's that perspective isn't it and that redirect and I was having this conversation with someone the other day about like job interviews and like worry and yeah. I said something like but are you are, are you going to die from that situation Good. you know are you is, is it going to kill you no you know what yep you know once you've gone in that situation how does you know how does that feel you know once you've done it and I think like you said we, we kind of build things in our heads sometimes and then once we initially do that thing you know or, or redirect our thinking it's no longer like an issue and I think like like what you said we we need those things to redirect our thought patterns so we can you know act differently and I think like the momentum thing that you mentioned is is great and like you know like a train going downhill you know in speed and momentum that's 
you know that's where you create those those patterns isn't it those those habits you know like like anything it might be going for a walk going to the gym or reading getting that kind of cemented in place and that momentum behind it kind of keeps that that going and i think you know it it's great that you're focusing in that area as well yeah get to the energy it's a quicker way to get to instead of just working with the intellect in the thoughts like in therapy get to the energy you'll have an easier quicker time changing and um and also like is there, is there anything that you anything else that you i'm just aware of your time um, thank you yeah you're welcome um we're like is there anything else you want to touch on or in where can people find you on social media website that kind of thing and is there anything that you're currently working on you want to talk about um there's always i mean there's a brand new project that's about to launch out there it's a great time to get in on my web on start getting my um emails there's a load of um effort through videos and energy and clearings for free that i've just it's going to go out to the people who are uh working with me just on the email list so now and, and there's a product for like it's ridiculous amount if you see it online it's it's all designed towards breaking the man, the momentum to negative patterns and establishing a new one so it's going to be available there too on uh, i think facebook and youtube so on youtube i'm allison with one l j middle initial k a y it's the same thing on facebook you need the middle initial j because on amazon for my books is another allison k um, who doesn't write about what I write about. So my, you could use that K-A-Y. Um, I know I'm talking to a UK audience uh, somewhat, so that's great. It's easier. Um, dot com or vibrationalupgrade.com. On Facebook, I also have a free group, Vibrational Upgrade. That is a great way to get yourself uplifted on a daily Monday through Friday basis. So yeah. It's an amazing time to be alive. And if you believe from a, one of the highest perspectives possible, we all chose to be here during these most intense yet auspicious times to be in a body on planet earth. I heard a colleague out there say something, this is gonna sound out there to some of you, but again, from like a satellite perspective, really big perspective, she was saying, you know, there were lines and lines of people, souls wanting to be in a body during this time on planet earth. Because these are just such momentous times, 2012 to 2032. Yeah. So the mind likes to, another thing that might be helpful is the mind likes to interpret things from a small myopic perspective. And what the soul or the universe is meaning is the, usually the exact opposite. If the mind says, this is a bad, this is wrong, zoom out. Go to the mountaintop perspective or the satellite perspective. There is another, or get help from somebody like me where it's easier and quicker and faster for you to get it interpreted because the universe communicates, the soul communicates in symbolism. And so sometimes you need help with those interpretations. But, you know, anything that makes you feel bad for the most part isn't true. I know that might sound radical, but it is true. When you feel lit up, that's aligned with source, when you're making yourself feel bad and wrong and you're feeling depressed, there's a lot of lies and sto stories that aren't true in your head that you're listening to. So 
on that note that's what i have to say <laughs> that's awesome no i i yeah i think i think it's really you know really great you know what you've been you know what we've been discussing and talking about and i think it's you know something that's important to talk about and i think it really you know lets people into you know the the world of you know yoga you know well-being and you know the work that you do and why it's important to you know look within and and uh take part in you know yoga and these these activities because it, you know it can change your life and to talk to someone like yourself and i think i think it's really great you know the work that you're doing and do, you. do, do, you're welcome so what's the uh your website called again sorry vibrationalupgrade.com okay. hey on the first page the home page there there's a free i think it's a 25 minute mp3 of clearings and activations to help you have more success so go grab that vibrationalupgrade.com and then you'll start to get um it's going to be like 21 videos that you're going to get of that will include actual clearings and activations and a much more in-depth way and then coaching that will help you break the pattern of something old and really uplift you. I mean, it's not time to be depressed. And if you are, let's help you shift and take, I mean, what action could you take today? Could it be setting aside time to go out in nature? Could it be setting aside time to do meditation? It is about somewhat action. And I, I, one of the things that I'm seeing in the last couple of years, and I think this is why COVID got so exaggerated in part, is because of people resisting taking action when they know that there's something that they could be doing and they just have self-sabotaging thoughts that take them away from doing that thing that uplifts them, but they just make self-sabotaging choices that takes them away from doing that thing that could uplift them. And again, that's partially momentum. And the more you clear out the heavier energy, the easier it is to establish new momentum. But their action is key right now to help slice through your old patterns. Just do something different. Drive home differently. Yeah, definitely. No, I totally agree. And I think like it's it's venturing out of you know your normal routine, isn't it? And doing new things that are you know good for you, like you mentioned. It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be huge. You don't have to all of a sudden tell yourself, I need to start making smoothies every morning with green drink, you know, and then you feel by next Tuesday, you know, it doesn't have to be some big overachieving kind of goal. Eat an apple today. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a massive mountain. Does it? You can start, you know, and do small things that, you know, become big things, don't they? And like, yes. momentum. Yeah, definitely. And okay, I could keep talking with you no, for a long yeah. time. More. Thank you. No, it's fine. no, you're most welcome, Alison. But I hope you have a lovely day. And I, you as well. I, wish you open, I wish you all the best and everything that you're doing. And speak soon. And it was wonderful that the, you're watching your friend's cat. Oh, thank, thank you. you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in.